Welcome to the Discovering Our Scars podcast, where we have honest conversations about things that make us different. I'm Steph. And I'm Beth. Today is March 18th, 2020, around almost 10 o'clock. Almost 10 o'clock. Yeah. Now, we don't normally timestamp our episodes, but we think it's important to do that today. Things are changing almost minute by minute with the coronavirus outbreak. We wanted to share with you some of our initial experiences, including our recent travel experiences uh, since the virus was known to be in the U.S. And I know that we had recorded some other episodes, but we felt like those could wait. Yeah. That we would make this decision now to come and talk about what's actually happening now, have an honest conversation about some of the anxiety that we're feeling and the ways that this is affecting us. Yeah, we normally we do plan ahead. We are planners and we've we have two episodes ready to go, but this uh, and I, I had just edited the podcast for this week and texted Beth and she's we both kind of agreed, wait, we, we got to talk about the coronavirus. I mean, this is huge. This is life changing. We were just recently talking about generational impacts and we were talking about her daughter, like what would be something that would impact her daughter. And we're literally living in it right now. Yeah, this is it. I think that she will always remember that her yeah. sophomore year of high school got cut short. I mean, it looks like it's going to be cut short. My son's a senior. You know, he's he plays lacrosse. That season is finished now, even though it's only March. Mm -hmm. um, all extracurricular activities have been canceled through the end of the year, even if school comes back. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that this will be definitely one of those things that they that, that mark their time. Yeah. You know, just like for you, it was 9-11. Mm -hmm. For me, it was 9-11, but also when the Challenger exploded, like those mm -hmm. kinds of things. I think this yeah. will be one of those moments for exactly. them. And, you know, we typically record episodes about things kind of we've lived through, we've already kind of processed. And so this is something brand new for us. We uh, obviously haven't fully processed this, um, but part of what we do on the podcast is talk about hard things. And this is a hard time. And um, we are going to, you know, release this episode on Friday, this Friday, the 20th, March 20th, I believe. And uh, we might actually record an episode next week and release another one next week, depending on kind of how everything goes. Uh, I do want to mention we are practicing social distancing right now we as we're podcasting. We're so far away. We are so far away. I can't touch Beth. <laughs> um, we're, we're have the table that we normally podcast at in a different direction so that we um, are at least yeah, we're yeah, as, as far, far as, we can. as we can. Yeah. Be. And, and we have tissues if we need to touch our face. We have hand cleaner. So we are practicing um, the CDC recommendations, everything. Um, we are we're doing that because we don't know we could we could have the virus and we wouldn't know um, at this point. We're not showing any symptoms. And that's what's kind of scary about this is this invisible thing that we could have and pass on. And my concern is passing it on to my mother. I mean, she's in the in the at risk age group and anyone in that age group, but that's something tangible that like, that's my big reason for staying safe. Also, they say it's flu like symptoms. I don't want flu like symptoms. Flu is bad. I'm like, I don't want to take a chance on like, I don't want to be like, yeah, hey, maybe I get it. I'm like, no, no, I want to uh, stay yeah. safe. And, and so there's so much we could talk about with this virus and everything that's transpired. But what we decided to talk today, today about was traveling with the coronavirus. And so I just wanted to kind of tell my story um, of literally a week ago, uh, last Wednesday. I um, so for for months now, my publishing company every season they have a book launch for the authors that release a book in that season, and so mine was always scheduled for um, a week ago, March. What was that? March. A week ago would have been March four, March eleventh, March eleventh. Yeah, I think it was the eleventh, and. Um, 
So I had planned on going. I booked my ticket, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. And um, the coronavirus was definitely in the conversation when I, um, before I traveled. And I even like, but it wasn't, I don't think there was cases in Florida yet, like a, a week ago. And I, there definitely, I don't think there were cases because we weren't testing. Well, yes, of course. That's so, a whole, yeah, that's a whole yeah. other thing. There wasn't any like reported. It was still kind of like, this is a thing. We need to be cautious about it. And I was definitely cautious. I was very concerned about traveling with it going on. Um, I brought hand wipes. I brought hand cleaner. I learned how to wash my hands. If you haven't watched a video on how to properly wash your hands, I definitely recommend it because literally 20 seconds. And let me just say that not everyone has watched those videos because yeah. I have been, we can talk about this and I'll tell more of the story, but I've been in public restrooms lately and people are not washing their hands for 20 seconds. Wow. Well, I will tell you when I was traveling, I saw people washing their hands for a long time and that, and I even saw a mom instructing her kid on how to do it. So I, I saw the opposite. So I'm really happy that people are watching those, but we still need more people to watch those videos on how to wash your hands. <laughs> it's good information to know. Um, so I booked my trip um, before the coronavirus. I was prepared. I didn't have a mask or anything. I didn't think that was necessary, but I knew staying away from people, anyone that was sick, all those things. I was, I was you know, going with what the CDC said, uh, but I was still super nervous about traveling. So on um, a week ago Wednesday, my plane left around like 2, 2.30, I think. And so I get to the airport, no one in line because Tallahassee Airport, you know, it's not it's not a hot, <laughs> not a super hopping place. But um, got on the plane, every seat was full. And, and you had to fly from here to where? Atlanta. From here to yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, you can't go to Nashville from here. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Tallahassee. Um, so I flew to Atlanta. It wasn't, um, I didn't really notice any difference. They didn't talk about it on the plane. I was, I had gotten a, an email from Delta a um, day before saying how they were doing advanced cleaning and everything. When I was on the plane, I literally saw like a mound of dirt, like, in like one of the seat areas. And I was like, this is really gross. Ugh. I, I do not feel like they're cleaning these things. Um, so when I was on the plane, I literally sat there, didn't move. It wasn't a long flight. So I just didn't move. I was like, okay, just, just be fine. Then on my flight to Atlanta to Nashville, the flight was full. No, um, the guy next to me was coughing, which did mm. not make me happy. He was, um, coughing into his, um, elbow, which was good. But Hopefully I, the elbow that was away from you. It was. Hopefully. Yeah, it was. I was in the middle of two different guys and I was like, oh my goodness. Because, you know, when you fly alone, apparently they give you the worst seats ever, mm. I think is like the thing. Um, so if there's a bad seat, I was in it. And uh, so I got to Nashville and I was very much cleaning my hands every time I went to the bathroom. I And also something that I saw, um, I heard and it is verified that it's fact is the the hand blowers to dry your hands they just spew germs everywhere and so my mom suggested i bring some paper towels and i'm so glad i did because the nashville airport only had those dryers and so i was able to get my paper towels out and clean my hands and um and kind of be on my way i read that for the first time too that the yeah. air dryers are actually not more sanitary i always thought they were more sanitary because you weren't touching anything yeah. but apparently they're just spread. That might germs. not be the case. Yeah. yeah. So got to the hotel and um, I was feeling pretty good. When I got to the hotel, I sanitized a lot of stuff. I had hand clean. I had um, wipes with me. I cleaned stuff. I was feeling pretty good. The next day during the event, I was very uh, cautious about touching hands. Some people were like acting like it was like no big deal, acting like it was silly. Some people understood it. 
Um, so what I did was we had this kind of two hour event where we all got to all the authors got to speak about their books for uh, for a little bit. By the way, you did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, I was really proud <laughs> of you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. I got to meet some um, some new friends, new author friends, and we got to go to a dinner that night at Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville. And uh, there wasn't a ton like we had a private room on the side and there's like a big place for line dancing. And I guess there's normally like a bunch of people line dancing, but there really was not the whole time we were there. Not a lot of people there. And I asked somebody about it and they said, oh, this is always packed. This is because of the coronavirus. And I was like, wow. oh, and that was like a very visible like wow, no one's here because of that. And like downtown Nashville, we were walking around all the bars and stuff. I'm not going in them, but just kind of walking back to the car. And there was like no one around. And I mean, there were some people, but they said this is completely abnormal. They said like last time they came, there was like, you could not walk. It was so many people. And so people definitely were not like going out. I failed to mention on the day before this. So Wednesday, when I got to Nashville, um, that night, the president did his address where he said that he was banning travel. Well, whatever the the travel ban to Europe yes. kind of thing like that was happening. That's when that happened. And um, also like that night or the next morning is when Disney said they were closing all their parks. And so that hit me hard. I was out of town like these huge like Disney. I used to work for Disney like they never shut down for anything like hurricanes, maybe like for a day or two. And that was it. And so that was like, whoa, that hit me hard. I realized like I'm out of town. I'm, you know, in a strange place and things are shutting down. Like I wasn't afraid that I wouldn't be able to get home, but I was like, this is unprecedented. Like, I don't know what's going to happen during this time. And so Thursday went well, the dinner was good, but then, or yeah. And then Friday is when I planned to come home and I, my plane didn't leave until three something because I had planned to meet up with a friend in Nashville, but she couldn't meet because of the virus. They were, um, her kids were home and it was just too crazy. And so I basically had like a whole half a day to like sit in the news of coronavirus. And I was getting so much anxiety. I was like, I want to leave. I, I had ordered room service the day before. I couldn't even order room service for breakfast on Friday because I felt so much anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, that was a bummer. Cause I like, that's like my like special treat. And I, um, I was like, just, I was almost panicking and I was not feeling good. Like I was feeling sick. And I was like, what if I have coronavirus? What if I start, start showing symptoms? They won't let me fly home. How am I going to get help? No one was going to want to help me if I have this. Like all of this was spiraling in my head and I was getting so much more anxiety than, than ever. I mean, I've had a bad anxiety before right. and that was this, like I was physically getting sick from it and my head was spiraling and it's like, how do you get away from germs? Like they're yeah, everywhere. They're everywhere. Like, <laughs> once I touched one thing and then I was just like, and so I, I called my, my recovery sponsor and we talked for a while on the phone because I was spiraling and I yeah. was, I started praying about this. I started deep breathing and just trying to calm myself because I was so anxious and, um, and I finally, uh, my plane didn't leave until like three thirty, but I finally was just like, I'm going to go to the airport early and see if I can get an earlier flight. And I was able to get an earlier flight, um, did have to pay like an extra fee, but I was able to get on essentially got home two hours earlier than I would have, um, which I was thankful to be able to, to get home. But I can't my, believe they charged you a fee. Was that plane that you transferred to the earlier flight? Was it really full? No. And that's what I was going to say. So like I said, I, it was a $75 fee, uh, to change, to get onto a plane that was already not full. I know that I know. is, that is not, I okay. know, I know, but you know, I was like, I didn't want to, I thought the same thing. I was like, really? We're in coronavirus. You literally also, they didn't have this when I was going, 
on my way back, every Delta um, like gate had this new sign that was the CDC recommendations of how to stop the virus, like the cleaning hands and stuff. All these signs. So like I'm looking at the sign and as he's like $75, I was like, okay, I just passed over their credit card. I was like, I'm not going to like, I have the receipt if there's anything in the future, but I was like, it's worth it. I'm not even going to like, there's some things to, you know, get mad about, but I was just like done. And I texted my mom. She's like, totally worth it. I was like, I I know, like it seems ridiculous. But anyways, on my flight from Nashville to Atlanta, there was 59 empty seats. When just, just a couple days before when I flew, there was no empty seats. And I know it was 59 because it said like on the sign, but it's probably more than that because there's probably people that didn't even show up. That was like how many were available for standby. Um, And then on my flight from Nashville. Oh, and then also when I was in Atlanta waiting for my Tallahassee flight, I saw people with masks. Like I saw a ton of people with masks on. And there was a guy that was sitting near the gate near me that was coughing. And I was like, am I six feet apart from this guy? Because he's like just going on and on. I was like, hmm. This and he was older. I was like, mm, this is not good. And um, I also uh, I tried to eat because I still had like no appetite because I still was just like so anxious. And I ate was able to. Uh, I got some grapes from Starbucks. I was eating grapes, but I literally put a glove on because I was like, grapes you have to touch them. And I was like, I'm just gonna yeah. wear a glove so I don't even have to think about it. And I but took, then you ate them like you yeah. put them in your body. So what did what good did the glove do? Oh, if my hand had anything on it. Oh yeah, gotcha. no, okay. I mean I, obviously yeah, someone that put the thing in the thing whatever but that was my like okay I'm gonna put a glove on it'll make me feel better that I'm not and it also helped me remind me not to touch anything else with that hand because the glove was like a symbol um so I mean yeah it seems like overkill but it helped me anything that could help with the anxiety because it was like very um it was eating me up inside yeah and so on my flight to back to Tallahassee there was there was 22 empty seats and that's a small plane. Like it's a small plane because Tallahassee, we don't have like, they're always small planes. Yeah. I'm not used to there being any empty seats on those I know, yeah. flights to yeah. and from Atlanta because exactly. So there you know, was, there, there really are only like maybe four cities you can fly direct to yeah, from Tallahassee I know. and Atlanta is one of them. So those flights are always, even though they're small planes, yeah. they're always full. And so just in the, you know, two days that I was gone, the difference that, that it was. And when I got home, I was also like in my head playing out like, okay, when I get home, my dog is going to be super excited to see me. She's going to jump up on me. What if I have the virus on my clothes? You know, if someone sneezes on me or something, what if it's on my clothes and I needed, I want to take a shower right away, but she's not going to let me because she's going to be so excited. So I literally texted my neighbor and asked if she would keep my dog before I, if she will take my dog before I get home so I could shower first. And so Thankfully, her son was home and was and kept Mac so I could get home. I put all my clothes in the wash. I took a shower and then I got my dog and, you know, got to have some some time with her. I haven't felt that much anxiety probably in in years. Like I haven't had that much kind of um, anxious that literally making myself sick, the anxiety making me sick. You know, I just saw the, the tip of it. Like I wasn't international traveling. I wasn't, you know, I was just normal traveling, normal everyday travel. And, and I'm, I'm glad I went on the trip um, because the event was good. I'm really glad I did the event, but honestly, I don't know if I have the virus. Like, I don't know if I got the virus from being, um, from being there because the symptoms can, I could have no symptoms and have it. I could, the symptoms could show up in, you know, 14 days. And so I still have some anxiety in my head. One thing that I have done, I was, you know, some of the, the three hallmarks of the virus are fever cough and uh, shortness of breath. 
And so one thing that I was like, you know, how, you know, how can I like help distinguish anxiety from, from the virus? Um, and so I, I took my temperature. I thought, okay, that's something I can physically do. Take my temperature to see. And I didn't have a temperature. I haven't checked it, you know, yeah. in a while. But I've, that's an objective measure. Exactly. Like you can feel, oh, I have shortness of breath. Yeah. That's not as objective as a number on a thermometer. Yeah. Cause I have shortness of breath from anxiety. I right. have like chills <laughs> from anxiety. I'm like, I don't know what I have. And so I think part of it is like, are we all going to get the virus? I don't know. You know, if I got it, what would that look like? I don't know. But my, I, I'm going to try my best to not get it. I'm going to try my best to not pass it to people. Like I would hate to know that, you know, because people came in contact me with me, this happened. So I'm not touching my face. I'm washing my hands. I'm, you know, being so cautious and trying my best to um, to stay in. So that was my travel story. Um, yeah, but it's interesting because as you're traveling, the situation is really yes. um, developing quite quickly. So yes. like you were saying on the way there, there weren't these CDC warnings like at every gate at the mm-hmm. airport. And by the time, you know, two days later, a day and a half later, you're ready to come home. Like all of this is has changed. And big places are closing down. The, the sports teams stopped um, having audiences. Like so many things changed. It was like minute by minute. And when I got to the airport coming home, I literally was like, I have to have my AirPods in and listen to music. I can't watch the news because there was a, the news was on everywhere. I was like, I can't watch the news. I have to just get home. I can't because I think actually when I was gone is when the state of federal state of emergency was declared while I was coming home to Tallahassee. I believe it was. I think it was that Friday. Yeah. And it that's when that, I was traveling yeah, that home. Was when you were coming home. And that's so right. I just like happened to walk past and I saw like the little thing on the screen and I was like, kept walking. I was like, I can't. there's no good knowing that right now. I was like, I'll find that out when I get home. And I feel like I've been the opposite. Like I'm, I'm like a news junkie normally anyway, but that now it's like, there have been these memes. I'm sure everybody has seen them on Facebook about how, you know, Floridians were used to having our update every four hours. And as much as that's a joke, it's true. And so I really do find myself like, okay, it's been a few hours since I heard about something closing or some new restriction or, okay, so what's coming, what's coming. And, um, and just yesterday, they made the decision, I don't remember now which day, they made the decision that all Florida sco- schools would be closed. Oh, that happened on Friday. They made mm-hmm. the decision that all Florida schools would be closed through March 30th. We'd come back on March 31st. But then yesterday, our governor decided that schools would be closed until April 15th. And our superintendent put out a video saying, and all extracurricular activities are finished through the end of the school year. So it was it was like this snowball of yeah. information so I am like, I, I, I want to watch the news because I want to know everything that's happening. And yeah. I want and I always get news alerts anyway. But now yeah. I'm like, yeah, what's happening? What's happening? What's and happening? I want to like, I want to know it when I want to know it. Like, I don't like to get notifications on my phone. Like I have like almost all notifications turned off because I want to be ready. Like when I even when I like check social media, I like I don't just check it willy nilly. Like I'm like, OK, I am prepared to take in whatever there there is there. And so I've definitely still I'm paying attention to what's happening with this, but I'm taking it in chunks. I'm taking chunks of where I'm like completely distancing myself from it and just watching like fun things. I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls because it's fun. There's no virus in it. And it's just <laughs> like, I love it. And then there's been times where I've been watching like the latest news um, in little chunks so that I, I can not just be in a funk all, all day. But um, so the last time we recorded an episode, that's the one that we will release later on, I guess. At some point in the future. <laughs> At some point in the future. But I remember specifically we were we recorded and then we were planning the next episode. I was asking you about your spring break plans and you um, were telling me about them. And 
then, right then, you were saying that I'm not sure if it's going to happen. I want to do it. I'm not sure, though. Yeah. Um, so tell us the story of how that all transpired. So we were supposed to fly out on Friday the 13th and fly to Barcelona. We were supposed to be in Barcelona for um, five days and then four or five days and then Madrid for four or five days. And we made the decision that we weren't going to go. But we were we made that decision on the Monday before Friday the 13th, whatever date that was. But we hadn't actually canceled anything like with the airlines or with um, we had an Airbnb set up for Barcelona and then one for Madrid. And we were waiting to cancel because we were waiting to see what kind of travel notifications would come out. And then the president went on TV and said there won't be any flights allowed from Europe Mm -hmm. while Spain is in Europe. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, I'll go. I decided I would go ahead and cancel our Airbnbs. I contacted the airline and said that we weren't going to be used because at that point, it was Thursday. We would have been boarding the flight. It was like almost time to check in for the flight. So I was like, well, I don't want to lose anything. So I'll let them know we're not going to come. So Delta has been great. They've promised me that a refund is coming, mm-hmm. that it might take them a little while to yeah. process it, but that is coming. And, you know, we're a family of four. So this is not a small investment. This these this trip was yeah. a, a significant amount of money. But I can't get anybody at Airbnb to respond to me. But I know that Spain is on lockdown. And so I know that it's not reasonable to expect me to have taken this trip or whatever. So we were supposed to plan A was we were going to go to Spain for spring break, which is this week. So we were going to be there from the 13th to the 23rd. Plan B was, well, we can't go to Europe, but we can travel within the United States. So let's take a road trip. So we were going to go to the Alamo because I've never been there, right? Sounds neat. Let's it. go to the yeah. Alamo. <laughs> remember the Alamo? <laughs> I've been actually. And also we were going to, um, so we were going to drive from Tallahassee to the Alamo and then go from the Alamo and on the way back, we were going to spend a, a day or two in New Orleans. Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> right? A lot of people. <laughs> so we headed that way and we got as far as Baton Rouge and we stopped to spend the night. And while we were there in Baton Rouge, it was the time when things started. Mm-hmm. Governor started saying, we've got to close all the restaurants and bars. Like everything touristy was closing. I actually think the Alamo stayed open, but they were only letting small groups in. So it just felt irresponsible to yeah. keep going. Um, the hotel we were staying at normally has a, you know, like the free breakfast in the morning. They nixed that. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. So with all of these changes it just felt like this the responsible thing to do is to go home and be home yeah so that we're not coming in contact with someone who has this and then spreading it much more worried about that than actual illness I will say I had flu a this year and it did stink and I know that corona is not the flu but it just when it takes when something like that takes you out for a week you realize like it's it's really unpleasant. Like, I don't, I don't want to experience anything like that. But in addition, um, I do I do serve, you know, through my church, I do serve people who are in this vulnerable population. And I just, I couldn't, I, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how it would feel to know that I had somehow passed that on. Now, church services are canceled. That's creating a whole nother issue. But the travel specifically was anxiety producing. So we our plan A was Spain, that got scuttled. Plan B was a road trip, that got scuttled. So now we're home for the foreseeable future because school's not going to be in session for at least a month. I remember texting with you about this in, um, like when I, I remember when I was in Nashville, like just a week ago, texting with you, and you said that you were still going to do the road trip. Why did you feel, did you feel like it was safe to go on the road trip when you started it? Like, why did you really want to do it? Yeah, I really thought, um, 
this is this is our last spring break because you know my son is a senior and so I thought well we can still make something out of this yeah. you know we can do it in a way that's responsible and I actually don't as I was checking in with other friends and as I was looking at social media like nobody was home yeah. everybody went yeah to the beach or went to to their mm. to a cabin or you know went to went to North Georgia went to North Carolina like they went somewhere drivable yeah and so I was like okay so drivable is socially acceptable yeah. this will be okay. okay we can do this yeah um, and then checking along and seeing, well, hotels are open and restaurants are open and the things that we want to see and do are open. I checked in with some tour operators about some tours we were going to do. They're like, yes, we're still going. We're just, these are the way that we're, this is how we're changing things, but the trips can still happen. So I felt like it was appropriate to still go. But then along the way, I realized that was not the right decision. A fool's errand, I called mm-hmm. it. This has been a fool's errand. I have taken us in the wrong direction. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's why I figured it was, you know, your son's last spring break. And that totally made sense of why you were going on the trip. And it does sound like you didn't just like, ah, eh, we're going, whatever. You know, you did your research. You saw that everything was okay. And you decided to drive and not fly. And I stocked up on hand sanitizers yeah. and, and sanitizing wipes. And um, actually, when we stopped at the hotel in Baton Rouge, uh, before I could stop it from happening, like... I will say the hotel we stopped in had been well sanitized. Like you, you could tell there was not a surface that had not been touched. Everything had been touched by sanitizer. So we got into the room and before I could get to it, my son picked up the remote control and I was like, no. <laughs> and he licked it, right? <laughs> no, he didn't lick it. Oh, luckily. But I ran over and I have these, like the only um, sanitizing wipes I could get were actually like medical type wipes. Oh, wow. And so they're very small, but they're very potent. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like cleaning the remote Aww. control and cleaning his hands and cleaning the remote control and cleaning his hands and, uh, you know, just trying to be safe and be, as, uh, to be smart about it and to be as safe as possible. Yeah. But yeah, it was a bummer. And then like, you know, you stop to get gas and it's like, okay, well now we have yeah. to sanitize before you touch anything in the car. And just, I mean, it's gross on a good day. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We, so the place that we stopped though, where people were not washing their hands, I don't want to say where it was, but I will just say it was, oh, no. it was not in Florida, but it was a very, very large gas station. Like, you know, the busy bee. Yeah. This is like oh, yeah. the busy bee on steroids. Huge. What? Bigger than the Busy Bee? Oh, so much bigger than the Busy Bee. By the like, way, if you don't know Busy Bee, it's amazing. They're, the one we're talking about is in like live, in live Oak. Yeah. Exit 283 on I-10. Yeah. So this one is the other direction and it's much, much bigger. But it's and not a Busy Bee. It's not a Busy it's Bee. It's like a Busy Bee. It's like a Busy Bee. But it's not a bee. It's a beaver. And oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. So I will just say like I was surprised that as I was standing there washing my hands, being very diligent about my 20 seconds, singing the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings come, that that uh, that like people were coming up beside me and like finishing and then someone else would come up and then they would finish. And I'm like, oh, we haven't had 20 seconds <laughs> yeah. yet, people. Let's start over. You were like about to have like a sermon here. Everyone, let's, this is holy water. Let's enjoy it all together. 20 seconds. 20 seconds, friends, all together now. Who yeah. wants to count? I was a little bit disappointed in that. And then it made me like super wary of like everything yeah. in in the and then I thought, wait, this is this is just in general gross that yeah. we haven't been washing our hands correctly <laughs> yeah. or for the proper amount of time or you know, all those things. Um Oh, this is a real wake up call. I, I don't know. I don't like knowing <laughs> all of these things. I know it kind of well, and it's it's also a it's a give and take because 
germs we do need germs like germs are germs are important for us to build up immunities to and like you know my mom always said like I ate dirt when I was a kid. Not like she didn't feed it to me, but um, I have a really good immune system because I was exposed to germs as a young kid. And so I I do clean my hands. I'm not a dirty person. I don't shower daily. I'm going to put it out there. I don't normally shower daily because it's it's not great for you to be overly clean. But I am now showering every single day. I always shower before bed because I feel so gross. Like this time is like, I'm too clean. I don't want to be this clean. Like I, I, I'm like, what is this actually going to do in the long run that I'm, that I am too clean, but right now it doesn't matter. I'm going to clean. I don't want to get the virus. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm following the CDC, whether that's all I should be doing or not. That's, that's what I'm doing. It's it's like, we're all just doing the best that we can. Exactly. And I think if, if I do have the virus and I do find out that, you know, I passed it on to someone or, you know, other people in my life have it, I know that I did my best. That's my biggest thing is I don't want to sit there and say, Oh, well, maybe I should have done. I just saw a news article where some or some reporter or something got coronavirus and and he was like, you know, I wasn't taking it serious, but now I am. And right. it's like, yeah, we all need to be taking it serious now because we don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And and also, you know, if you do spend time on social media, you're probably seeing it too. People are starting, especially on Twitter, which I know is not your favorite social media channel, but people are starting to put like a name and a face with the hundred people who have died. Yeah. And that is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And we did, we did have someone, we did have someone die. So my family lives in Pensacola, which is three hours away and several counties away from where we are in Tallahassee. But we have had people die between the, between our two counties mm. because someone died in um, Santa Rosa or Okaloosa mm. County. So, Oh, wow. It really, yeah, it really is close. Yeah. I feel a lot of fear and anxiety with this, this virus and the unknowns of it. And even the knowns aren't really truly knowns because it's brand new. Like we don't know, we don't have the history on it. We don't know a hundred percent anything on this. For me, I, this is brand new anxiety that I, you know, haven't had in years. And for me, I've been doing more prayer than normal. I mean, I'm just like giving it to God. Like I, I'm, I have no control here. I'm out of control and um doing more breathing also i'm we had my mom and i had some outdoor projects that was scheduled for us to be working on and it's the perfect time the weather's been really good and we've been uh, working outside together and being physical being outside being the fresh air we've also been taking mac and uh, her friend layla to the woods and walking outside we've been seeing a lot of not a ton of people but definitely we've been seeing people walking with their dogs outside and i think this is a great time to be outside and those things have been helping me with my mental health cuz i'm pretty good at social distancing that's kind of like my <laughs> my uh being an introvert i'm pretty good at that like no hugging you're welcome i can do that um but as much as like i'm not a big touchy feely person i do need to be with people i am a person yeah. people yes. need people and um, part of my routine normally is uh, a couple times per week is I go to Starbucks and I don't like sit with people, but I'm around people and I'm working and I get things done in that time. And I, I can't do that now. And that's such a simple thing. And of course, I'm totally understand why I can't do that. But it's changing my daily routine. It's making me like, you know, I, I work well in my routine and seeing people in the way that I see them, I'm not able to do that right now. And so I'm having to add ways. Oh, like I'm seeing my psychologist. Hopefully I'm seeing my psychologist today. I have an appointment. She hasn't canceled yet, but it's one-on-one. So I assume it will be six feet apart. So I assume, <laughs> I assume that's safe. 
Um, Hopefully she sanitizes the yes, the I know. Or whatever exactly. It's a couch. I'm yeah. like, please be Lysoling. Um, so I'm just taking every day, one day at a time. I'm distancing myself from the news as much as possible. Um, listening, you know, following what I need to follow, but also not following second by second because uh, that's not helpful. Because I tend to process a lot of stuff in my head and overthink things. And so I don't want to know too much that I don't have control over. And I feel like, you know, the podcast is, um, I'm glad we have this, that we can kind of share these things. And if nothing else, it's a time capsule for us <laughs> right? for one day to listen back to like how this time period was. Well, and it's a chance for us to, to be together in a way that's safe. But yeah. also I hope that, that it's like we're reaching out so that other people don't feel alone you know that we do still have even if it's digitally or whatever like there is some sense of human contact exactly even in this time when we should be reducing our human contact we can do it in a way that's safe but i encourage you to listen to our podcast while you're taking a walk outside in the fresh air that's right that's right right. and prayer is always a good idea so how about you beth how are you dealing with the fear anxiety all of that i'm trying to create a schedule Mm -hmm. so that i so that I have control of what I have control over. Yeah. And, you know, with, with needing to work from home and with not having the routine of my kids being in school and now my husband is working from home, like trying to trying to navigate the new boundary between work and family. Um, my goal today is to set up a schedule so that I know when I'm, when I'm going to be doing, when I'm going to be performing each of those roles. And it's really important because you know, I'm, I'm a pastor and our church is not able to meet for regular Sunday worship. Now we are live streaming our services, of course, but we want to, want to enhance the ways that we do that. We want to come to people more. We want to create more online content. And so that's generating some additional work. So I want to have a schedule for that so that I know I can do it well and it won't feel so, ah, it'll be like, oh no, this is happening, you know, in this way. I'm also calling and checking up on people. I don't normally like to talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. I'd much, would much rather text yeah. or email or or see them in person <laughs> yeah or yeah. see people in person um but since we're not able to see each other in person i think um it's important that we can at least hear each other's voices and so i've been on the phone a lot more mm-hmm. just checking in on people saying hey how you doing you doing okay trying not to absorb anxiety but to to let it be released through yeah. through conversation yeah. I've also, my mom and I went grocery shopping on Saturday to get food for the whole week. And we've been eating because we normally eat out a lot because that's part of, since we work from home normally, we normally go out and that's our getting away time and we go to Home Depot and things like that. And so we still have been going to Home Depot, although we've been doing online pickup, which is awesome. Um, You can order all your stuff online and then just pick it up in the store so you don't have to walk through. And their their employees are wearing gloves. They're being um, they're lysoling things. So just from being at Home Depot, I've seen them being very safe. I'm really hoping they don't close because that's a big. Uh, but if they need to, I totally understand it. Um, but that's a place that we frequent a lot, especially when we're in the middle of projects. But we went grocery shopping so that we wouldn't have to go out to eat. Um, so that's been definitely a disruption in our daily life. Um, necessary for sure so we've also been trying to eat really healthy because you want to make sure your immune system is in tip-top shape during this time as well which is um always fun (laughs) right so we're every after we each meal we're like "Mm, that was healthy (laughs) like carrots and broccoli and like it was healthy yum (laughs) 
It's good. Yeah. Meanwhile, my family were like, oh, we're going to be at home a lot. Let's get snacks. Well, we we went to the grocery store yesterday, actually, and it was a surprise to me Mm -hmm. how much was not there. You know, that there's no lunch meat. There was there was no pork, no chicken. There there was some beef. So we got some of that. But there's no there were no like frozen hamburgers left. There's no frozen meat left at all. There were um, the only frozen vegetable left was cauliflower. Oh, I'm just going to leave that alone. (laughs) And Things that like, I mean, I knew that they would be out of toilet paper, yeah. which actually I, I did get some toilet paper, what? but score. Yeah, <laughs> it was a total score, <laughs> but they were out of things that I didn't expect, like yeast. Apparently everyone on this side of town has decided that this is the time to make bread, which is hmm. why I was looking for the yeast because I had made <laughs> that decision. But yeah. Yeah. We went to Fresh Market on Saturday and they were, we were able to get a lot of stuff and also it's not super busy. Fresh Market's never like a crazy busy True, store. So yeah. that felt like really good and safe. Um, but yeah, I am getting, uh, you know, a little apprehensive about the coming weeks and stuff. So we're going to get some, we got fresh foods on Saturday and we're going to probably go in a couple days to get some more dry foods that we can pantry stuff and just keep doing, trying that once a week, going to the grocery store and, you know, get in, get out and then eat from home so we can try to minimize the interaction. I do feel bad for the, for the restaurants and all the local oh, businesses. I don't, yeah. I don't know what. This will look like a month from now for them. I know. So we probably will do some takeout from places like that just to have a break, but also to try to yeah offer some support, some encouragement. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping they don't fully close. Like I know like Chick-fil-A and Panera have gone strictly uh, in Starbucks have gone strictly just mobile order. Also, like I go to Starbucks daily. Like I know it sounds like ridiculous, but that's like a comfort thing for me is like I have my things I like at Starbucks and I just feel like oh, my drinks right. and I haven't gone actually in since I got back from my trip. I haven't gone to Starbucks, which is like sounds so superficial, but it's just it's my thing. Like I do that. I get my beverages and I haven't gone because I'm trying to, I mean, and I could go through the drive-thru and I'm still. Not at ours. Our closest Starbucks doesn't, Starbucks doesn't have a drive-thru. Yeah. I mean the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I. Because um, there's always another one. Well, yeah. I mean, we no, have, I mean, true. With Starbucks, there's always another one. But in, in Tallahassee, though, we have our drive-thru one and then we have the go-in one. Right. <laughs> like or where we live, we, the, right. we have the two. Um, and so, yeah, I, um, I, I probably will try to go, but also I don't know what every day is going to hold. Like maybe they oh. will just shut them down completely. I don't know. And so um, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to stay in, like yeah. I'm, like I'm told. Well, I went to Ma's yesterday. Oh, did you? To Ma's Diner, which if you're ever in Tallahassee, That's it's a good. great little local place. It's like breakfast. Yes. Brunch. It, yeah, breakfast, brunch, lunch, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I was just talking to one of the owners about it, and he was saying, you know, we're committed to receiving food deliveries. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to have food. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So they... They were seating people only every other table, oh. which is a big deal because yeah. this restaurant does not have a lot of yeah. tables. So they were already giving up a lot of wow. business that way. And they're going to be offering takeout. Nice. And oh, because they hadn't before. Yeah. That was like one of their things. Is no. <laughs> right. No takeout. Yeah. But they do have takeout oh, now. Wow. Um, they didn't have like the regular wait staff there because I don't think they could justify having yeah. employees. So it was just, you know, the three guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was saying, well, no, we're, we'll definitely have food. So then, oh, and, and he's like, and I still have bills. Yeah. Like, I still got to pay my rent on this space. So hopefully this will work out. Yeah. It's, it's such a tough space all around. 
I hope this podcast was helpful. I mean, I hope <laughs> I hope we weren't like super bummer. I'm so I don't know if people are going to want to listen to this episode. They're going to be like, no, I don't want to hear anything coronavirus <laughs> or if people will will want to listen so we can, you know, be part of that conversation. Well, we never know that with our podcast. Yeah, episodes. We, don't know. we never know if it's something <laughs> that people want to listen to, but we do it anyway. We we like it. So we thought we think there might be some people like us out there that want to want to hear and be part of that conversation. And I think that a week from now. When we get back together to record, I think that we will have started to see some some of the bright spots in mm-hmm. all of this. And I mean, I think we're already seeing hints of it, you know, people being able to take Sabbath and and some other things that are coming. But, but we can talk about that as it continues to develop. But I do hope that people will call in to our voicemail line and that they will share their stories with us. Have you been traveling? Were your spring break plans scuttled by all this? Tell us what your experiences in this first few days first week or so of corona apocalypse yeah have been like and what's that number that they can call stuff yeah so um definitely call in and share any story you'd like to you can also text uh the number is 850-270-3308 and there'll also be a link in the description below to the phone number As always, we have our questions for reflection. These are questions we've written based on today's show, and Beth will read them and leave a little pause between each, and you can answer them in your head. We also have a PDF that you can download from our website. Possibly. I'm not sure if we're doing it for this one. We will. Number one, when did it sink in for you that the coronavirus is a big deal? Number two, how has it changed your daily life, and how do you feel about those changes? Number three, how are you staying positive during this time? Number four, how are you reacting to and dealing with the heightened levels of fear and anxiety in yourself and in the world? Take a moment to identify the tools in your healthy toolkit that you can use in this situation. This has been the Discovering Our Scars podcast. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe out there.